You are listening to the 12 Stone Podcast. For more information on our eight locations or service times, please visit 12stone.com. Now enjoy Pastor Kevin Myers as he delivers Christmas Together, Prince of Peace. Well, I love celebrating Christmas Eve and doing that together, and I got a question right off the top for everybody. Of all the Christmas gifts that you've received over the years, and for some of us, it's a lot of years, what is your favorite Christmas gift? Okay, it doesn't have to be the favorite, but right now, kids, students, adults, what is one of your favorite Christmas gifts? And you got to think of it right now, across all the campuses, even online, got to think of it right now because you're going to tell everybody that gift. In fact, on the count of three, you're going to yell it. Kids, this will be one time you can yell in church and your parents won't get on you for it. Okay? So everybody across campuses on the count of three, yell out one of your favorite Christmas gifts. You ready? One, two, three. Oh, those are great gifts. (laughs) Those are great gifts. For Marcia and I, one of our favorite Christmas gifts was on Christmas Eve, Jake William Myers, child number three, was born, and we woke up Christmas Day, and we had three kids. That's fantastic. That's that's another great Christmas. You ever think about that? What would Joseph, the the earthly father of Jesus, say? You know, if he were going to say, oh, great gift. Yeah, I know. We're quickly going to go to Jesus. That's true. But I think he would say peace. He would say what, everybody? Peace. Stay with me. Kids just helped us see the Christmas story. And Joseph was engaged to be married to Mary. Their whole life set before him. He'd been dreaming about this and planning for this. This is going to be awesome. And she's with child during the engagement period. And this breaks his heart. I mean, this, 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 this adulterous thing that's gone on, and, and now it's wrecked his world, and, and, and now he's got anxiety and angst, sleepless nights. I mean, it isn't supposed to be like this, and, and he decides, well, I'm going to have to end all of this. It's just wrecked. Anybody ever had anxiety? Anybody ever have angst? Anybody have sleepless nights? Anybody, you ever, you ever experienced what he's probably talking about? I don't have peace with Mary. I don't have peace with myself. I mean, this is undoing me. And what happened next? Scripture tells us. But after he had considered this, that is, ending things with Mary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. 
Listen, Joseph, I know you've been in the dark. I know that, 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 that God gave Mary uh, kind of light early, shed some light and told her what was coming. But Joseph, he was left in the dark. But now what he knows is having, having seen the light, God shed light. Joseph would tell us, listen, when you hear from God, when you encounter the living God, when you hear his voice, you can be at peace. Oh, God's in this. God's with me. God's making this happen. And peace comes on you when you hear from God. Listen, this Christmas Eve, it will be just like God to speak to you. Just like God to reveal himself to you today. Just like God to invite you to his peace. And we're going to talk about that. With one clear thought. Everybody's got teaching notes Jot this down on your teaching notes. Everybody has a sense of this peace. Jesus, or, 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 or what Jesus wants to bring us. Jesus brings peace. Say it with me, everybody. Jesus brings what? Peace. But you have to see it and receive him. Jot it down. Everybody write down. Cross campus is online. Just get this in your head and your heart. Jesus brings peace, but you have to see it and receive him. Jesus brings peace, but you have to see it and receive him. Jesus brings what, everybody? Peace. Let's talk about that peace. <laughs> about 700 years before the coming of Jesus, there's a prophecy from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, that is foretelling the Messiah, Christmas. And that scripture we've been looking at over the last couple of weeks in the Christmas season, I'd like you to all read it with me again. Across the campuses, online, here in the room, everybody read this scripture with me, and we will come to the close of it this Prince of Peace. Here we go, everybody reading with me. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Say this last line, Prince of Peace. Jesus brings peace. He's the Prince of of peace. Now, when you see the word prince, you immediately think, more modern times, that, well, okay, there's a king, and therefore prince means king's son waiting to become king. And that's not entirely off track. But actually, the derivative of this in the prophecy and the root of that word means more principle. That's the word principle. Principle as in the principle, the foundational truth, the foundation of something, the principle thought, the principle truth. That word translates principle into the center of or ruler of or sovereign over this was not diminishing Jesus as in he's just a prince waiting to become king no what it means is Jesus is the sovereign of peace get this in your head and heart this this is awakening Jesus is the prince of peace the sovereign of peace Jesus is the author of the ultimate peace treaty that's who's coming in Romans chapter 5, here's the description of the impact. We have been put right with God through faith. We have peace with God. How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have been, look at it again, we have been put right with God. Why? Because we're not right with God. Sin makes us enemies of God. We are at war with God. That's what sin does. We're not right with God. So we have been put right with God through faith, through Jesus that's how we get peace with God, and it's through Jesus, not through your efforts, not through religion, not through good works, 
You don't get back to God. You don't get peace with God through what you do. It's through what Jesus did. Our Lord Jesus Christ, when he came at Christmas, God in human flesh, it was to accomplish the ultimate peace treaty. The very first time this was described at the death and then resurrection of Jesus was by Peter in Acts. And here is the detail, if you will, of that scripture, this peace treaty. This Jesus, he said, whom you crucified is the one that God has made Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, when they realized that they crucified God's son, when the people heard this, they were deeply troubled and said to Peter and the other apostles, what shall we do, brothers? In other words, now that this is true, what do we do? And Peter said to them, each one of you must turn away from your sins. You got to turn away from your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ so that your sins will be forgiven. In other words, now you get peace with God. And if nobody has ever explained this to you, then let me draw it out. If you will, the peace treaty. And this is the moment where you listen. Where you never say again, I don't understand what the Prince of Peace was doing. So let me show you. The Prince of Peace reminds us that in the beginning... God created us, and we were in relationship with him in the image of God that we would be with God. But when we sinned, we separated ourselves from God. Sin creates a chasm that is uncrossable by us. So now we end up over here far from God. And what that literally means is that we're now in the dark. In the what, everybody? In the dark. And that what we face is death. That's what sin does. Death to our relationship with God. Death spiritually. We're in the dark. Can't see. And death eternally. Separated from him. So when Jesus left heaven and came to earth. What Jesus did was to embody human flesh. And to voluntarily give his life on the cross. In other words, Jesus brought light in our darkness and life to facing death. Jesus brought light. He brought what, everybody? Light. And he brought what? Life. So that it would be possible through Jesus to have our debt paid, our debt of death. Now listen, none of us really understand the weight and the scope of this who really understands what it meant eternally for Jesus, God in human flesh, to give his life on the cross and cover sin debt? It's, it's so immense and magnanimous and, and, and far-reaching that we don't really see the size of its eternal impact. We can only talk about things in debt in simple, tangible ways, kind of like what we get to do in this knockout hunger season. Man, church, wait, this the fun and the joy of giving we are knocking out school lunch debt over this territory to the tune of about $62,000. That has been so much fun. We're getting letters from kids so that they go into January and their families and them have no, no debt. It's been wiped out. By the way, can I tell you something? Okay, thanks. Uh, there's a 12-stoner who moved uh, uh, to Colorado and, and is, watches online and, and, and the like. He's in banking, so he moved with his business. 
he watched us in the early part of December talking about this. He thought, you know what? We should do that here. So they just paid off $60,000 of school debt in Colorado for their territory. Isn't that cool? Just inspires. It multiplies the size of what we get to do. Well, the size of what Jesus is doing for us is that he makes peace with God so that through Jesus, we can have peace. Peace with God. So you have to turn from sin and turn to God. There's a man by the name of Austin who was on that journey like all of us. Kind of grew up with a little bit of Christmas, Easter religion. Didn't matter. And is this God real? Because angst and anxiety exist in this world. And we, we feel the weight of lack of peace and how it breaks down. And we're at not only war with God, but with one another, oftentimes breaking down in marriage and family, oftentimes in our career and our finances. We carry oftentimes this low ebb anxiety and angst. Does God have anything to do with that? I want you to listen to the story of Austin. I grew up uh, in the Virginia Beach area, uh, moved there when I was uh, probably in fifth grade and uh, you know, grew up with just a loving family. We didn't go to church much. We were definitely, you know, in my early childhood, the, you know, the Easter and uh, Christmas family. And I think once we got old enough, you know, we wanted to do our own things. Our parents were cool with that. My parents were very hardworking and instilled incredible family values. Um, I will always cherish our family dinners growing up and how they made that a priority for our house. But with respect to, you know, getting to know Jesus, that, that wasn't there. Um, God was, you know, somebody you cried out to if you needed something. I met my wife freshman orientation at Piedmont after winning a spaghetti eating contest with no hands. And we spent two and a half years dating long distance, and it was brutal. <laughs> you know, we had put talks into marriage and having a family, and we were trying to figure out how. Was she gonna move down to Fort Lauderdale? Was I gonna move up to Atlanta? The thought was I was gonna come up to this area. So we had made that decision, yet I was stuck there because of the economy. I would come up and interview, but there was no jobs open at that time. So it was incredibly frustrating to have to deal with that. I was miserable at work. Is this what there is? I've got, you know, 50 more years of this. But there was a guy at work, even though he was as frustrated as anybody else in there, he handled himself differently. He had a piece about him that was beyond my understanding. One day I was sitting in the, uh, the lunchroom. He was just sitting there eating his lunch, minding his own business, and I just kind of reached out to him and I said, uh, JP, how do you do this, man? I mean, what, what's your secret? And he. He looked me right in the eye and he said, well, Austin, do you, do you really want to know? And I said, well, yeah, that's why, I'm, that's why I'm asking you. And he proceeded to tell me about how he got saved on an old Kentucky road and who Jesus was and how God was the anchor in his life and 
it planted a seed. I didn't go run out to church the next day, um, but it planted a seed. So God plants a seed in Austin. And there's a whole bunch of us like Austin. And we have just a little bit of religion maybe, a little bit of Christmas, a little bit of Easter, but God, he's distant. You only connect with him if something like goes really bad. And otherwise, he's, he's disconnected. We're disengaged. It doesn't really matter. It's not real. The Prince of Peace, who offers peace with God, and yet, even though that's true, Austin couldn't see it. That's why this teaching thought we're looking at today is not only that Jesus brings peace, but you have to see it. You have to what, everybody? See it. You, ha you have to see it. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, we've already read from verse 6 that he's the Prince of Peace. But ahead of that was part of the prophecy that said, and people living in darkness will see a great light. We're in darkness. We're, we're over here in darkness, and, and, and yet there's a great light that's coming. Matthew chapter 4, that prophecy was fulfilled and quoted again because it was fulfilled by Jesus. In fact, Jesus was even more direct than that. Look what he said of himself in John chapter 8. Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light. I am the what, everybody? Light. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus is saying you live in darkness. You stumble in so many things in life because you can't see, and you can't see that you can't see. So God help us. If we are not enabled to see by him, we are in trouble. No wonder we lack peace when you live in darkness. And Jesus is the light. Now, I need some help today. So I'm going to ask for one person to help me. Listen carefully. Is there a dad in the room? Stay, hang on. Is there a dad in the room who has a, a child with him that might be, I don't know, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, somewhere in that age range that you know your child would be okay with coming up here on stage with me for just a minute? It won't take long. I don't need the dad. I just need the child. But dad, look over at your kid right now. And if your kid's willing and, and you'll give the okay uh, somewhere kind of in the back of this section, front of the other section, uh, dad, would you just kind of wave at me and say my kid would be happy to, to do this? Okay, we got one right here. All right, you're saying he'll be, he'll be happy to do it. All right, well, send him on up. I, he, I don't know if he's willing. Dad said he's willing. Come on up here. Give it up for him. Give it up for him. Okay, here we go, man. Now, what's your name? Lucas. Lucas? Everybody say, hey, Lucas. Hey. Now, Lucas, look over here and wave to Dad. Just kind of, yeah, there you go. Okay. Now, Lucas, we're going to do a little something together, okay? I'm going to send you back to Dad. But I'm going to do it in total darkness. I'm going to turn every light off in this place. And it's going to be pitch black if we can get it there. Which means, everybody, I need your cell phones turned over. Ushers, nobody coming through the doors. And then I'm going to send you back to your dad. Now, when I send you back to your dad, what you need to be careful of is this is about a three-foot drop. <laughs> so 
so I don't want you to take a stumble, okay? So just kind of get the lay of the land. See how kind of you walk down and around? And get, does that make sense? You got, you got, a, you got a feel for it? Okay. Uh, and then um, I want you to make sure you know where he is because I don't want you to go in the wrong path and end up walking up there and end up with another family and then missing your Christmas presents. That would be horrible. Okay? So here's what we're going to do. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna get, say one, two, three, and I'm just gonna send you down, you take off over to your dad. Okay, so turn all the lights off, please. Just, just make it as dark as you can, every light off every place. Okay, you ready? On the count of three, I'm gonna send you. One, two, oh, of course, I'm not gonna send you like that. That's horrible, you're gonna get hurt. Everybody can feel the angst, dad's over there. What on earth just happened? Why, why, why is he doing that? So it looks, I, ha I have a little something for you here. This right here is a gift for you. It is the most expensive flashlight you'll ever own in your life. If you put it in people's eyes, it will blind them. It's fantastic, okay? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to come right over here with me, okay? And I want you to use that light. Let's, by the way, let's go over here. Can you see dad standing? All right, I want you to walk down and go to your dad. Okay, encourage him, everybody. Encourage him, use the light to get there. Well done, well done. All right, lights back on. Isn't that beautiful? Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Lucas. Great little moment. Now, what are we supposed to learn from that? Everybody ready? I know you already have it, but I want you to hear it. We live in darkness, and Jesus is the light to get back to the Father. That's who he is. That's what he does. And you can't get back there any other way. See, we stumble around in the dark and we take the wrong path in life because we can't see. And we can't see that we can't see. And even though Jesus brings peace, you gotta see it. You know how difficult it is in the dark. Parents, middle of the night, ever have kids with Legos? How many of you have ever stepped on a Lego middle of the night barefooted? Listen, I learned that Lego is a four-letter word. It's happened to me. That's why it's four letters, Lego, what it does to you. How many of you have ever slept with a nightlight or still do? Hands all over. And we don't know if it's still do or not. Because we're, we're afraid of the dark. By the, way, by the way, I have a picture for you that's encouraging. LeBron, James and, uh, James and uh, that's AD, that's, that's Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, six foot ten one of the strongest NBA players, this year got honest in a conversation and said, by the way, I am afraid of the dark and I still sleep with a nightlight. So just so you'll know, you're in good company if you still sleep with a nightlight. Why? Why? Because, because what does a light do? It brings peace. It brings what? See, see, when you're in the dark, there's an anxiety and an angst. This is going on in our lives, in our soul, in our marriages, in our families, in our careers, in our finances. We're stumbling around. And to no surprise. Because even though Jesus brings peace, you have to see it. You have to what? See it. And then you have to receive it. You have to receive him. Jesus brings peace, but you have to see it and what, church? Receive him. You have to receive him. Now, I want to do a little something here. I feel badly about something. So, Dad, the Dad I just 
harassed here a moment ago. Um, I feel badly. Uh, your son has a better light than you right now. Uh, and I just can't have your son um, outshining you. That's not right. So I'm going to take care of that. You can stay where you are. But what I have here is the same high-level brand. But this one right here, um, this one, oh, this one. Oh, sorry, I don't want to get in your eyes. Uh, but this one right here will cast light for over a half a mile. Yeah, and I have this as a gift for you. Turn off and off from the back and from the, but you know what, I'm gonna just bring, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave the stage, I'm gonna walk down to you, I'm gonna bring it to you, and what, what I would, go ahead and stand up, Dad, just wait for me here. You ready? Here's, here's what I want you to know. Uh, even though I have this gift for him, by the way, I ordered this for you, personally had it delivered, make sure it's all working, almost kept it. Um, <laughs> even though I have this gift for you, you don't have it right now. And you don't have it until you receive it. So would you receive it? Yes, sir. There you go. Merry Christmas. Come on, church. Merry Christmas, my friend. Appreciate you. That's awesome. Now, this is what I want you to see. I, I came down from the stage and brought the gift to him. Right? Jesus came off the stage of heaven. And he brought the gift to us. The gift of peace with God. And listen, just because it's true that he's the Prince of Peace doesn't mean it's true for you until you receive him. Listen in on the second half of Austin's story. JP continued to pour into me, and we had you know, more conversations regarding Jesus. And um, at the same time, I was growing increasingly frustrated at work. And um, when I totally just was at the end of myself, I decided to quit my job. And uh, I put my two weeks notice in and I told Ash I was gonna come up here and I was gonna do what I had to do to you know, make a living, whether it was you know, cutting grass or bagging groceries or whatever. And uh, within a week of doing that, I got an offer from the top company that I wanted to work for. I couldn't chalk it up to coincidence. I had this overwhelming sensation that there was a higher power out there that was just beyond my control. So I talked to Ash and kind of looked at her and said, hey, what do you think about finding a church? And she looked right back at me and said, yeah, I've been praying about that. And I said, you pray? <laughs> and uh, that's what started our journey. And so we, through an invitation, uh, came to 12 Stone. And I sat in that seat and felt like PK was talking directly to me and something just changed slightly. Something was there that it wasn't there before. And I, I, I didn't know what that meant, but JP's words kept coming back to me. So we decided to come back. And then we came back again and again. And then um, that turned into a baptism for me the following year. Uh, and then Ashley got baptized since giving my life to Christ, I just look at my life right now and he gives me a peace, even in dark seasons, that I can't understand. And <sighs> yeah, it's unbelievable.
Yeah, what a great, what a great story. And thank you, Austin, for sharing it with us. See, Austin didn't know. He couldn't see that he was living in darkness. Didn't know what to do with the angst and the anxiety and the stumbling and taking wrong paths. I mean, he, he, he didn't fully understand that he was over here in darkness and far from God, and he wasn't sure that he even needed God in his life. So what he did was he crossed over the bridge through Jesus, whose blood that was shed for him covered his sin debt so that he could be fully forgiven and at peace with God. That's what God did for Austin. That's what God's inviting you to. And make no mistake, you sit before the living God right now and you can see the truth. What will you do with the offer of God? Make no mistake, your soul is on the line. You are at war with God. And this is an unconditional surrender to the peace treaty made possible through Jesus. And it's only through him. What Austin did was, in his surrender to the peace tree, offered a prayer something like this. Heavenly Father, I confess you are God, my creator. I ask you to forgive my sin through the sacrifice of Jesus. I turn from my sin to follow you. Thank you, Jesus, for peace with God. Come into my life, Holy Spirit, and help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. That's what God made possible through Jesus. That's what Austin did in his surrender, the unconditional surrender. And why at the end of Austin's story did it seem like he stumbled and had no words? Did you notice that? Like, oh, <sighs> yeah, unbelievable. What was that? So that's a person who's at peace with God and doesn't have any words to express the joy of what it means to be forgiven of anything and everything you've ever done. Know that you have the promise of eternal life and all this was made possible through Jesus. That's Merry Christmas joy to the world. So listen, men and women, students. If the Spirit of God is awakening in you and helping you see it, you have to receive him. So we're going to stand together across all the campuses right now. Would you reverently stand? You don't need to arrange anything else. You don't need to get ready to walk out. We're having a moment before the living God. So stay in a place of authentic attention to the living God. Men, listen. It's time to man up. This coming to God on your own terms is not true. It's an unconditional surrender to the living God, to the Father who created you. And Jesus is your light back to the Father. Get peace with God through Jesus. It's time to finally surrender. How long will you resist? Women, ladies, moms, don't you want to find your identity and who you were created for and from? Students, you got your whole life in front of you. Don't you want the meaning and the purpose and the presence and the power of God over your life here forward? I was nine years old when I came to faith in Jesus. Profound. 
So we're going to read this prayer together. And for some of you, this is going to be your surrender to him. So across the campuses and right here, let's read the prayer together. Everyone, all at the same time, join me in reading this prayer. But I know for some of you, this is your moment to find peace with God. Read it with me, everyone across campuses right here. Heavenly Father, I confess you are God, my creator. I ask you to forgive my sin through the sacrifice of Jesus. I turn from my sin to follow you. Thank you, Jesus, for peace with God. Come into my life, Holy Spirit, and help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. So glad that you guys are here with us. Hey, we're going to sing some Christmas songs about our Savior. Feel free to stand and worship with us. Sing loud, all right? Joy to the world. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive the King. Let every heart be paid in room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing.